It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm a right song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Cause I've still got a lot of fight left in me. Jack Smith is articulating today in a way that is unique. It's a crime. It's a component of a crime. And it really underscores the significance, John, of what's about to transpire March 4th, 2024. I think there are a lot of people who don't recognize the size, scope, and transcendence of what is coming when a former U.S. president is about to sit in a federal courthouse, a criminal defendant, for months. Jack Yay! Look, Sean Comiskey's here for the vacation in Chris Lavoie. Hi, Sean. Welcome back. The dogs are so confused. They're not sure where the petting zoo is. They've already gone back and forth twice between Sean and Jody. Okay. Uh, we have to, The reason we played that starting out, right, is we have Tristan Snell. We do. Handsome, romantic, legal lad in hour three. Um, because I think this um, Jack Smith filing is a big deal. Yeah. BFD, yeah. as we would say. Yeah. Oh. Cl- Clyde has begun his uh, annoyance. Clyde is playing the role of Vivek Ramaswamy this morning. And Bonnie will, is Nikki Haley. She, he just... Is that the most irritating human that has ever He's lived? so irritating. Yeah. I thought I, I ne- would never say that about anyone uh, other than Donald Trump. But he's like that, remember that he's most irritating sound in the world from Saturday Night Live? That's him in human form. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go back to happier things, Sean. Uh, this is uh, uh, Scott McFarland again talking about Jack Smith's filing, which we will talk to Tristan about in hour three. Jack Smith has made clear through this roadmap today He's not arguing exclusively obscure, arcane points of law. He's going to be putting Donald Trump's words up to a jury. The arguments he's made about the 2012 election, 2016 election, 2020 election as part of a pretty illustrative argument about Donald Trump's actions. And the allegation that Jack Smith is going to make is that it's a crime punishable by prison. Ruthlessly absurd. Oh, it might be. It might be the holly jolly Christmas after all. Is all. (laughs) Oh, jingle balls. Trump in jail. Trump in jail. Trump in jail. Rock. He's gonna swing and we're gonna sing. Send him up river and we'll have some fun. Now his time in jail has begun. Oh, please. Trump in jail, Trump in jail, Trump in jail rock. Him doing time for all of his crimes. Dancing and prancing in Washington Square. He deserves the chair. What a bright time. He'll do hard time. And rocks he'll crush all day. <laughs> Trump in jail time. It's a swell time. And when Steph goes on vacation, no, no, no. giddy up, giddy up, pick up the pace. He's running out the clock. There's not a reason now that he should be free. That's the Trump in jail. That's the Trump in jail. That's the Trump in jail. Run! Yay! Thank you, Rocky Mountain Mike. You know, when I get stuck in traffic, sometimes, Jody, because I don't, Sean, I'm not used to traffic. I, my commute is uh, two staircases in the morning to work. Right. But when I, I, the only reason I drive is to bicycle, right. as you, you know. drive in order to not In drive. order to bike. Right. Correct. And so sometimes I get stuck in traffic on the way back, 
and that's how you can tell you've been in traffic too long and you're starting to lose your mind is a lot of the Christmas songs that are on. Uh-huh. Hi, you're coasting with the coast, everybody. That's me during the holidays. Okay. But anyway, I, I realized, uh, Sean, how good I am at making the horse clopping sounds, which are in virtually every Christmas song. That was me going up to five on Saturday. <laughs> wow. Sean, we're in this uh, between Thanksgiving and Christmas thing before vacation where we're just, this is going to be the show. This is going to be it. This is what you get. It's pretty good, right? Like you would swear. If you close, close your eyes. Did you, is there a horse in the hospital? That's what you're yes, thinking. Yes, there is a horse in the hospital. We don't know what he's doing. We don't know where he is. <laughs> okay, so uh, as uh, Tristan Snell will talk to us about, uh, Donald Trump is very, very, very likely to be convicted uh, in the spring. And there's Chris Christie, the only one asking everybody, is, is he fit to serve? Now, they can't even answer the question at this. By the way, Jody and I and all of us, all of America, forgot there was a debate last night. Because yeah. what is the point? It's so surreal. Right? Trump's ahead by 40 points. Mm-hmm. None of them are going to be, are even going to be in the running. And they're, I, I don't, they're all just so awful. Just, oh, God, big bag of rats. They're just Ramaswamy's talks. Christy had to defend Nikki Haley. And I don't, I swear to God, she only looks good compared to these, the rest exactly. of these doofuses. I'm like, people are like, oh, well, Nikki Haley. <laughs> like, She's really? She's not going to be president. She's not going to be the yeah. nominee. Yeah. Uh, it, they're just and they're this whole party. Kevin McCarthy leaving yesterday, which, by the way, uh, Eric Swalwell was right. Can I just say, Norm Ornstein had some interesting thoughts on the Twitter machine. <laughs> he said, with the Santos seat vacancy and now McCarthy, the House majority will be down to two. Democrats need to be prepared to act swiftly and decisively if the numbers drop below 218, even if only for a day. Quick motion to vacate Jeffries as Speaker. Immediate agenda. Oh God, I like it. Oh, a little Christmas miracle. Jody, come on. Speaker Jeffries for Christmas. It could happen. It could happen. As our goddess Judy Tunnett used to say, it could happen. I mean, seriously, because there's rumors about a couple of other Republicans. And oh, my God, Kevin McCarthy just comes, leaves the same way he came in. Just this petty, vindictive little, right? Yep. He's, they were saying he it almost looks like he did this right after Santos for maximum damage to the party because he's because he's mad. Kevin's mad. Yeah, he will leave uh, Congress at the end of uh, December. He wrote an uh, op-ed. Uh, Gavin Newsom, our governor, our dreamy governor, Governor McDreamy, will announce a, uh, a special election to replace McCarthy. Um, and after the expulsion of Santos, will uh, narrow the already slim um, GOP majority by one more seat, as we were, as we just uh, discussed. So, uh, oh, uh, this is MSNBC talking about the, his, uh, he had to, well, he called it an op-ed. It was kind of more of a snit. It was quite the snit. <laughs> About why he's taking this ball and going home. Uh, uh, MSNBC's Hayes Brown said McCarthy will be remembered for, aside from the historic ouster vote, yeah, for, yeah. famous for being fired, but uh, it will be his 16 years of opportunism while noting the rest of his op-ed was nothing more than paragraphs of pablum with no substance. Much like Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. The closest thing to a thesis one can draw from the piece is that Congress is pointless, so his failures don't really matter. (laughs) That's uplifting. (laughs) Congress was merely a place where Kevin McCarthy showed up to work in the hope of one day becoming manager. There is no courage required in that. Um, He leaves the the same pathetic loser he came in. Bye-bye, Kevin. Bye-bye. All right. Thank you. Take care now. Okay. Bye-bye, then. Loser. Oh, by the way... It feels like Happy Clappy News Day, doesn't it? It does. 
I'm feeling hopeful because <laughs> the magical Sean Comiskey's here. I believe he's children of the future. Although he's, I'm told, I don't know, 50-something now. <laughs> no, you're not. You're 37. Seven. Oh. He had a birthday not too long ago. Yes. No, I know. <laughs> I was doing the math in my head. It's just amazing because now I'm only like, I'm only adult supervision by like five years. Right. I'm the old lady you, in the room. Sean, I could hear you laughing. What? <laughs> I'm the old lady. He's the quietest person in the world, but I heard him laugh at that. <laughs> what? Huh? Yeah, you are the old lady. Uh -huh. I'm the old lady. Um, yeah, MAGA's Day from Hell, uh, Occupy Democrats tweet, MAGA's Days from Hell gets so much worse as Nevada's Attorney General announces historic indictments against six of Trump's fake electors who falsely claimed he won the state in 2020. This is a bombshell. A grand jury indicted the six traitors, making Nevada the third state after Michigan and Georgia to bring charges against fake MAGA electors. Uh, charges cover the felonies of offering a false instrument for filing, uttering uh, a forged document titled Certificate of Votes. Uh, of the 2020 electors from Nevada with several government entities. This sends a powerful message to conservatives. Invest with our democracy. Pay the price. It's about time, Jody. Yeah. We'll talk to Tristan Snell about this, but I, this is where I was always breaking bad. They can't They can't keep getting away with this. Can no, They, they can't, can't get it. This is what they were saying, like Wisconsin. Oh, sorry. He can't keep getting away well, with it. Well, they were up till now. He can't keep getting away with it. So Wisconsin, they had to admit... <laughs> yeah. that Biden won the election and that they won't do this again. Uh -huh. That doesn't seem like harsh enough punishment no, to me. We will talk to our legal ed, Tristan Smell, Smell, Snell, about it. He smells nice. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he does. He does. He looks like he smells sugar like cookies. old leather or something. No, sugar Brute. Fat. Hmm? He smells sweet. Oh, all right. Old Spice? We'll ask him if he, which kind of man he is. <laughs> anyway, my point is... um, I. <laughs> We got it. I feel like there needs to be a stronger message than just admit that you lied yeah. and say you won't do it again. I, that's not how crime and punishment work in this country. Be. Is all right. I'm just asking. All right. Would anyone like to hear any of the pathetic? Oh God, do we want to? You know what? Maybe we should do Ramaswamy first, just to get through it. Yeah. In case people need to eat. Yeah. Put down your food now. <laughs> oh, he had a sign. He brought a prop uh -huh. as the he carrot top of the Republican debate. He brought a sign that said Nikki Haley equal, equals corrupt. Yeah. Don't fight. You're all corrupt and horrible. Okay. And criticize Nikki for her corrupt foreign dealings as a military contractor. She said that I have a woman problem. Mm -hmm. Nikki, I don't have a woman problem. Mm -hmm. You have a corruption problem. And I think that that's what people need to know. Mm -hmm. Nikki is corrupt. This is a woman who will send your kids to die so she can buy a bigger house. This is the problem. Using identity politics more effectively than Kamala Harris is a form of intellectual fraud and it actually needs to end. There's our donor puppet masters wielding their puppet right up here tonight. <laughs> I feel like if Mother Teresa were alive, she would come punch him. She would. <laughs> he's just, I don't, okay. I don't like Nikki Haley either, but I just, I don't, he's just so okay. The puppet masters put up their puppet, and I reject the use of identity politics in this party. It has been a cancer coming from the left, and I'm sick and tired what? of the double standards the people huh? of this country are too. Having two X chromosomes does not immunize okay, you from thank criticism. You. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Governor uh, Haley, would you like to respond? No. It's not worth my time to respond to him. You have been using identity politics at every step. She knows it. <laughs> All right, so then... Uh, Okay, Chris Christie bitch slapped him into, I don't know, several next election cycles. His reasonable peace deal in Ukraine, he made it clear. Give them all the land they've already stolen. 
promise Putin you'll never put Ukraine in Russia, and then trust Putin not to have a relationship with China. Let me tell you something. That's no that's reasonable. Not my deal. That's that, not my deal. Yes, Chris. it's exactly what I'll, you said. I'll you do this at every debate. I'll just, I'll you exactly say no, 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 don't interrupt I'll me. I didn't interrupt you. <laughs> was that his? He was going into Ting Tings, wasn't he? he was. That's not my name. That's not my name. Uh -huh. That's not my name. Uh -huh. <laughs> you do this at every debate. You go out on the stump and you say something. All of us see it on video. We confront you on the debate stage. You say you didn't say it, and then you back away. And I want to say exactly no, what I, I said, Chris. I'm not I done yet. Well, this now is now look. This is, and this is not a spirit. <laughs> the audience did not like Ramaswamy at all. He's so irritating. This is the fourth debate. The fourth debate that you would be voted in the first 20 minutes as the most obnoxious blowhard in America. So <laughs> shut up for a while. He achieved something I've never thought that you could make Chris Christie seem likable. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to hear my patented Ramaswamy impression? Go ahead, just say anything to me. So. <laughs> there you go. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Very nice. It's better than your. <laughs> <laughs> most irritating chihuahua in the world <laughs> okay it's like all right you know we'll make carlos do that next week the taco bell chihuahua after a bag full of meth <laughs> 19 minutes after the hour i am shocked and appalled it's the stephanie miller show They call me her. They call me Stephanie Miller. That's not my name. That's not my name. That's not my name. Ramaswamy. That's not my name. They call me her. Okay. Hiya. I'm in a mood. 25 minutes after the hour. Carl First coming up. Dr. Doom coming up. And Tristan Snell, our legal lad in hour number three. Steve Ratner tweets this morning, Senate Republicans blocked unanimous consent votes on three gun safety bills this afternoon. Yet another mass shooting occurred in America, this time at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. When will this end? I'll tell you when, when you vote Republicans out, when you vote a Democratic majority in that will, because we were like, I, the fact that we didn't even get to this in the first segment, Jody, because, oh, there's th only three dead. That barely counts in America. It's just, yeah. it's another exhausting I don't know. Suspect's a man in his 60s. I don't know. I'm going to... Okay, I won't jump ahead, but I can probably guess the details. Okay. M mad about something. Some guy in his 60s mad about something. Right. Could get a gun. Okay. Uh, Chuck Schumer. The scourge of gun violence in America is a national crisis. The American people are sick and tired of enduring one mass shooting after another. They're sick and tired of vigils and moments of silence for family, friends, classmates, co-workers. Today, Democrats are moving to pass, have moved to pass the assault weapons ban to help rid our streets of these deadly weapons. I want to thank my colleagues who support this measure, particularly Senator Durbin, Chairman of the Judiciary Committee, as well as Senators Murphy and Blumenthal and Warnock, who organized today's efforts with me. We already have a decade's worth of proof that a ban on military-style assault works 
and saves lives, plain and simple. Um, I don't know if you happen to see Eric Swalwell on TV. He was talking about a constituent of his who's six-year-old after the last mass shooting, and they were looking at all the pictures of the little kids on the screen. The six-year-old asked uh, his uh, mom, Mommy, which picture are you going to use of me? Oh, God. I mean, I, this election, Jody, is partially going to be, is that the kind of America we want to continue to live in, that you want to raise your kids in? I think it was this, the university president said this shooting yesterday was unfathomable. No, it's not. It's, it's sadly predictable yeah. everywhere at this point. It's just every you know, press conference where someone says, this is not who we are in this community. It is who we are mm-hmm. in every community until we do something about it. Uh, Karen in Chicago. Hello, Karen. Hi, Hi. Good morning, Stephanie. Good yes, morning. you know what? It is absolutely the perfect just, juxtaposition between and compare and contrast between Democratic candidates, Democratic legislators, and Republican candidates and Republican legislate, uh, legislators. The fact that you hear Chuck Schumer standing up there talking about coming up with issues we know what causes this you can we can sit there and profile the shooters all we want the problem is the guns Mm -hmm. and the republican party are the people that are keeping us from it and when you look at listen to these sound bites i totally forgot about the quote-unquote debate um with the republican party because there is no debate they're just it's just a bunch of poo flinging going on and it's nonsensical and anybody who is really paying attention and and you know feeling the effects of you know um, inflation and all of the things that the Republicans said that they were they ran on and they cared about, they're looking at this and saying like what is up with these clowns? You know, like we need serious people. We have serious issues to ha- take care of. In Don't this you country. quote and Rob Reiner back to me, to. young lady? <laughs> That sounded familiar. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you're welcome. No, I mean, yeah, yeah it really, it's just, it's maddening. Yep, you're absolutely right. Carl Frisch, next. We have serious problems <laughs> to solve, and we need serious people to solve them. After I led the passage of the assault weapons ban, I carried the bill in the House as a congressman, alongside our late colleague, Senator Feinstein, who carried it in the Senate. What happened? America saw a significant decrease in mass shootings and in gun deaths. A decrease. Unsurprisingly, when that ban lapsed, there was a sudden and dramatic spike in mass shootings and deaths from those shootings. We must change that. Amen. Amen, Senator Schumer. Okay. Um, love the, well, don't love this tweet, but it's right on the money. Tom Nichols tweeted, we have transitioned to a time where reality simply doesn't matter anymore. Whether it's statistics on gun violence, right, or the economy, that we are at a 50-year low in unemployment, inflation, yada, yada. You still see these polls like, you know, 60%. Think, you know, the president's not doing a good job on the economy. It, it's, uh, it, this is, uh, there's only one man that can answer this question for us. You know who I mean. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Carl. Okay. <laughs> Carl Frisch. Let's talk to our fancy Fairfax County school board friend. Shall what? We? Carl Frisch.com. 
Hiya, Carl Frisch. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. I know you said there's only one man who can talk about this, and I assume you mean Rick Santorum. Yes, that is exactly who <laughs> I meant. Because but... I read Dexter is excited about, he's got the Santorum momentum as yes. well. Um, I read recently that the Republican presidential candidates He said something about Rick... man on dog, Dexter did? Is that what like he was? That, yeah. Okay. They're calling Rick Santorum for advice about how to beat Trump. Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God. Well, he is, you know, uh, good at come, come from behind victories. That was another man on dog joke. Okay. Hey, Carl, what, to Tom Nichols' point, how do you run in, in that environment where he said we have just transitioned to a time where reality simply doesn't matter anymore? We are at what now? 3% unemployment, 3.4 inflation. Uh, GDP growth. I mean, every statistic, and it, it just. But we live in a in a reality where, if you watch Fox News, the economy is uh, in is a. Uh, first of all, the unemployment rate is half what it was <laughs> when Trump left office. How do how, how is it that you know? And gun violence when you know Senator Schumer, you can statistically prove how many less deaths and shootings we had when we had an assault weapons ban. It just, but it doesn't. What do you do when facts don't matter? Statistics don't matter anymore. Well, I think on the economy, we need to, you know, the polling needs to ask better questions. I think people express their anxiety about the state of our democracy and our nation as a whole in their answers about their state of the economy. Um, Maybe the reason they keep saying Biden is too old is because the only question they're asking is, is Biden too old? Right. (laughs) Sure. Um, So I, I think people, yes, um, I think there are plenty of people who still need help, but that's been the case for many, many years. Um, I think by and large, people are answering the economy question um, by answering the democracy question. Are they worried about our democracy? Are they worried about the state of our nation? Yes. And by the way, Republicans uh, are geared towards keeping that number up. Um, and, and that's why they're going after these bizarre you know, impeachment conspiracy theories. Yeah. Um, is to show kind of this both sides. It's not Trump wasn't the only unstable, you know, yeah. guy who was corrupt. Uh, Joe Biden was too. Look, he he made four car payments for his son. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and also, it, it seems like you know that's why cheating is one of their main strategies. By the way, um, Jody had a correction, which oh, yeah. or just I had a question about the Wisconsin electors who had to admit Joe Biden won Wisconsin, <laughs> that they lied, and that they won't do it again. I was like, that's it. But um, someone was pointing out that was a civil it was a civil lawsuit, and they're hoping that the AG of Wisconsin will bring criminal, criminal. Ch- because there should be. I mean, there has to be actual consequences, or as everyone says, uh, Carl, that's a was a dry run, was a practice run for doing well, it again. Unfortunately, I think even with admitting these things, you know, how many people have we seen in court by in closed depositions? saying over and over again that they had no evidence that they just did what they wanted to do to try and steal the election for trump and that doesn't matter to the broad masses on the right and so i think we need to stop with our obsession of trying to convince the right that they're wrong or that the election was um conducted in a, in a fair manner because they're not going to be convinced of it yeah i guarantee you if donald trump said tomorrow i was wrong all this time the election wasn't stolen people wouldn't on the far right would not say well I guess we just pack it in and try better next time. Yeah. What they would say is somebody's gotten to this guy. He's already he's already admitted that there was never any mechanism for Mexico to pay for the wall. Right. <laughs> I just it's almost like he enjoys telling his followers how stupid they are to their face. Uh-huh. 
mean, it's anyway. I mean, I, that's on video. I mean, yes, he does enjoy that. Yeah. Um, Liz tweeted about something we talked about yesterday, Carl, just, you know, in terms of political trends. Um, she said, yes, uh, Donald is uh, the major reason GOP became traitors, but Republican voters plus some politicians were already being seduced by Kremlin via the NRA, white supremacy and right wing Christianity. That plus racism, Obama derangement uh, allowed Trump to even have a chance in 2016. I mean, I think th those are some those are some true statements. What do you think? Yeah, I, you know, it's hard for us to remember be before Trump, <laughs> yeah. you know, and the groundwork, Trump just played it like a fiddle, right? Um, he knew what groundwork had been laid out there. He he had watched Fox News. He know, knew what conversations were driving right-wing narratives. That's why these attacks on our elections and on our public education and on the media have done so well for him, because this was the music that's been played in the far right for generations. Um, you know, you can take each one of those threads back many, many decades. Um, and he played them masterfully, and he, he paid no consequences for it. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, Karen from Chicago, our beloved, who just called. And, you know, we, we got talking about this, too, yesterday, just in terms of what are going to be factors, Carl, in 2024. Um, it, this is from uh, uh, ISD Global. Uh, capitalizing on crisis, Russia, China, and Iran are using Twitter to exploit Israel-Hamas information chaos. And Karen said, in order to divide us, this is how they're micro-targeting us this time around. We need to make everybody aware that this is their goal. It's the new racial and Bernie versus Hillary divide and conquer tactic. Um, and again, it, it appears to be kind of working so far, right? In some ways, yeah. Um, you know, I, I do continue to wonder, though, what, um, what the long-term impact of, of the Roe decision is at the end of the day. Yeah. Because... We've seen an election after election after election um, that that's having a profound impact on the electorate and not in the Republicans' favor. So if you already start an election cycle where Trump is, you know, likely to lose to, to Joe Biden um, and you add that calculus to it, I see it very difficult for him to pull it off if we all remain engaged and all remain, yeah. you know, committed to doing everything we need to make sure that that happens. Right. We can't just sit on our hands and, and hope that he loses because that will never happen. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I remain where I was months ago, that um, Biden is in the driver's seat here and that the media is ginning up a horse race um, between the two of them. It could be close, um, yeah. but that's, you know, gone are the days of taking any election for granted. Yeah. Um, you know, we need to do everything we can yeah. every day. We Bobby can. Kennedy Jr. still has a spot at the Fox News table. Uh, I guess the uh, my wife was friends with Shalane Maxwell is a uh, acceptable reason to Apparently, Fox yeah. for vacationing with Jeffrey Epstein. That well, and we'll see how long <laughs> if, he if has you hurt that Biden. Seat. I guess anything goes over on Fox. We'll see how long he has that seat. We're now seeing that the Republican National Committee feels like Kennedy is doing such a good job with the tools that they've given him that he's taking votes from Trump. So it's yeah. only a matter of time before they go in and undermine that. Yeah. Uh, creation. Yeah. That, yeah. That, uh, Frankenstein monster. Well, let's talk about for a minute facts, figures, you know, living in a not reality. Um, ER visits and hospitalizations are up 10% in a week. We all know people, uh, Dana Goldberg, my friend Karen, you know, anecdotally know a bunch of people that have COVID. Um, it, yeah, this is uh, just over 15% of U.S. adults have gotten the COVID 19 booster. Uh, Dr. Redliner tweets about all of this. Um, 
Uh, yeah, John Harwood said the response to COVID vaccinations become so politically charged because the Republican Party politically charged it a wildly irresponsible strategy that cost the lives of many, many Republicans. And now, you know, direct you to, to as you to put your school board cap on. Uh, as you know, a lot of parents are refusing to have their kids vaccinated for everything, <laughs> including stuff we've already eradicated because of this. Yeah, it's it's awful. Um, and there's a direct line back to the Trump administration on this um, and his friends in the media. You know, his friends saw you, you can't um, claim that there's no problem here if there's a vaccine for it. And so they knew that they had to go after the vaccine, even as their, you know, false idol was taking credit for getting the vaccine to market very, very quickly. Um, and so it, it's been interesting to watch them try and walk that line. Um, but the, the downstream ramifications have been enormous. Um, you know, it, it, in all honesty, anti-vaxxerism used to be the, the province of the very, very, a small group on the very, very far left and a small group on the very, very far right. Um, and that is no longer the case. Certainly there are people on the very, very far left who are anti-vax still, but there is a large number of people on the right, generally speaking, who are now anti-vax in many regards. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it goes, you know, hand in glove with their anti-science approach, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you tell people that you can't trust elections, you can't trust scientists who are telling, telling you that global climate change is real um, and all of these other things that are demonstrably true or false, um, you make it far easier for them to just wave their hand and say, I don't believe it. I believe what I just read on some random comment thread on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> Dear God. Um, so we were saying, you know, this, I don't, what was it? Did they call it a debate, Jody, last I night? This so. thing. <laughs> it's just so pathetic. And they're all 40 points behind Trump. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be in the nominee. You know, Carl, I keep saying that. I think he will be convicted in the spring. But it, it seems very likely he's going to win the Iowa caucus, right? This was the last debate was last night, right? And the Iowa caucus is when? In, is it January or February? January. Know. January. January, yeah. Yeah, he's going to be the nominee. Um, even if he's convicted, he'll be the nominee. Yeah. Um, and, you know, all of these these four ca candidates, um, you know, it's interesting that I've, I've heard a lot of people say that had there just been one, they would have been able to beat Trump. No, they're all sad. It's not true. <laughs> That's not true. They're all um, terrible. It would have made it easier for Trump to take out one person. Yeah. And so... Um, saying that it had it just been one is kind of the way of saying like uh, i'm refusing to accept that the republican party has been lost for a generation yeah uh, no they're all and, terrible including liz cheney who is you know she's wrong about everything she's right about one thing <laughs> we give her all the credit in the world she's right, right about democracy I'm, i've been saying the same thing for 11 billion years carl and then she says it, and everyone's like oh well that's just brilliant i'm like wait a minute what i'm right every day she's only right once Here's how you know that the Republican Party is lost. Because even if Nikki Haley pulls it off, yeah. she didn't pull it off by saying anything nasty about Donald Trump. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's ugh, it's just sad. In other words, they're not choosing her or one of the guys because of Donald Trump. Do they're you, just choosing her or one of the guys. I don't, you and know, I'm not conspiratorial, Trump. but do you feel like uh, Ramaswamy is like a plant? Do, is he like a Washington general uh, that they I can't believe how send to play against the Harlem Globetrotters just to make, just to make I, I everyone else look good? Rude he was. I mean, first of all, to say that about Ron DeSantis, uh, 
everybody knows that he wears higher heels than Nikki Haley does. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. So to say three inch heels, so rude. Um, but, you know, I, I feel like he watched the Trump campaign um, in, in many ways that people watched Obama in 2008 and thought, yeah. I need to emulate Obama. And uh, Bevic said, well, I think what I learned from watching Trump is that I've, if I'm just a jerk, Right. Uh, they'll support me. Right. If I'm just an a-hole, that's all you need to do. Right. Didn't he yeah, tell Christy at one point, oh, go finish a meal, go finish your meal or something? He yeah. made a fat joke. Start like, a meal. Go start a meal. Right. Yeah. This uh, is this is the Lord of the Flies time. One of them is going to kill Piggy with a rock before Iowa. Well, it, it sucks to alter Asmar. Um, and, you know, I think what he doesn't realize is, yes, we all know that, like, cruelty is right-wing stand-up comedy. And yeah. so he thinks playing this this role... But in reality, he's just cribbing some jokes from a different comic. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, Carl, Carl best of luck to you. You're the only <laughs> thing in America that gives me hope. You are the on a school board. Oh Things are getting dire. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Carl. See you next week. There he goes. <laughs> 48 minutes after the hour. Could be worse. How? Could be raining. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Fifty-five minutes after the hour, Randy in California. Hi, Randy. Hi. Hi. I, I, I love you all. I, I wanted to you. mention about the funding of Ukraine. Yes. I believe it's only like one percent of the of the budget. Thank you. And which is virtually nothing. Yeah. And it also yesterday I was watching the news CNN that there was a mass shooting in in Austin area. Six people were killed in three different areas, and then that just disappeared and went to the Vegas coverage. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's I it's that was pretty odd. Yeah, I it, it, that that tells you everything you need to know that in any given day you don't know which shooting you're talking no. about in America. You're like, oh, that one, no, that one. I mean, remember the a little while back, Randy? There was like three in one day, right. and we were like, I, I, which yeah. one do you mean? That, so that, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's yeah, it's all blur. Yep, that's where we're gonna be in 2024. Is you know, this the kind of America you want to live in, where women have to go what, Jody, five states. To find to get health care. Yeah, fourteen states have banned abortion clinics. Do you want your kid to ask you which you know picture you're going to use of them when when they're shot to death in school? You know, after their nth thousandth shooting drill. I mean, I okay. Um, to uh, our caller's point, uh, Democratic and Republican senators attended a closed door briefing. Uh, in which President Biden's uh, request for aid, military aid to Israel and Ukraine were discussed. It did not go well. The heated briefing fell apart when Republicans began asking about the U.S.-Mexico border. Mm. This is a whole... I'm so tired of that. Right? This is a whole new thing for them, making everything conditional, right? We don't just automatically stand with our allies anymore, stand with democracies. Uh, it, it's just, it, you know, they've got to do this stupid border stunt. And there is border funding money. Yeah, thank it's you. It's just, okay. I can't. I can't. Charles in Miami. I literally stopped being able to even, except for you, Charles. Go ahead. Oh, uh, thank you, Mama. Yeah. Um, I sort of forgot what I was going to say. Jesus. Sorry. Oh man, I'm sorry. That's our fault. It's my fault entirely. But try just to, anything. We have twenty seconds. Oh, well. Okay. But, um, oh, if you said you wanted to say something about taxing Republicans for gun deaths, I'm for that. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. yes. You know, I, I think a, a good way of gun control is uh, anything 
if you start telling them, okay, well, we'll start taxing you guys. Um, first of all, we'll, we'll tax the money and we'll send it to all the victims, all the victims' families. And yes. I'm pretty sure they'll start changing their train of thought. Yes, insurance, registration, registration, like we have to have for cars. How about that? Absolutely. How many times have I come down here and been like, what did I come down here for? Uh, just this oh. morning. Host a show. That's it. Got it. I got it. All right. Cardboard Dr. cutouts aren't here. It, it confuses you. Yes. Dr. Erwin Redliner next. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm alright song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Cause I've still got a lot of fight left in me. Explain to me how an interest-free loan, which one could argue Joe Biden actually lost money on, an example of him being benefited from influence peddling. Well, you say there's evidence proving it's a loan. I've never seen evidence that, that proves it's a loan. Uh, I'm from a banking background. Uh, if, if I loan you $250,000 and then you pay me back $250,000, then I should have a check to you for $250,000. Huh? Oh, oh, Comer. Comer Simpson. Dude, I don't wait. I'll be back here in the hedges. Um, That was, <laughs> got his ass kicked by Ryan yeah, Nobles, right? Just... The, the exact amounts that he lent him for a car, $1,300 for three payments, they were paid back in exactly those three amounts. Oh, my God. There is just no there there. No wonder they, they're now they're threatening to uh, subpoena, subpoena him. Yeah. He has already offered twice to, to come testify, Hunter Biden, right, publicly. Yeah. But the whole reason they don't want it public is so they can do this crap. Yeah. They can do, like, misinformation. And, no, you wouldn't believe what happened behind closed doors. It was, ooh, it was crazy. I mean... Yeah. All right. I need, you know what? I need to, can I get the doctor, please? I, doctor, if I'm going to get bad news, I want it from him because he's very handsome. Smelling salt. Dr. Erwin Redletter joins us now. MSNBC medical expert. Dr. Erwin Redletter. Here he became Dr. Doom. Dr. Erwin Redletter is the founding director of the National Center for Disaster Preparedness and senior research scholar. Dr. Doom. Doctor, it's so doomy this morning. You're in your sweet spot. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is my sweet spot, right? The the overwhelming doomness <laughs> that surrounds us. But you know, I don't know. The, the political realities in America just cast a pall over everything. You, there's no issue yeah. that is not be spoiled by crazy, stupid politics. And a friend of mine is retiring from politics uh, after this term from being in Congress said, you know, people would be surprised. This is not just political maneuvering. That was a, these people are stupid. Yeah. He, he had an adjective associated with that. And uh, which family show we can't yeah, talk can't about. Yeah, can't do that. Let's just say bad. that he thinks they're really, really ignorant, his yeah. uh, colleagues, yeah. well, and which is one of the reasons that's driving him uh, out of seeking office again so yeah it's Doc, bad times i'm it relates to almost every subject i'm struck by tom nichols tweet i keep repeating it we've transitioned to a time where reality simply doesn't matter anymore um several tweets including including yours francis says uh covid er visits and hospitalizations are up 10 percent in a week 
Uh, you've been busy. What the, is wrong with you? Get your damn vaccination, echoing what you say. Um, PBS tweeted, just over 15% of U.S. adults have gotten the latest COVID booster. Demand for the vaccine has dropped sharply since it was first introduced. That's partly because the government's response to COVID has been so politically charged. John Harwood said, and the response to COVID vaccinations became so politically charged because the Republican Party politically charged it, a wildly irresponsible strategy that cost the lives of many, many Republicans. Once again, Doc, this is not both sides do it and all oh, the government's response. It was the Trump government's response to COVID-19 and to vaccinations that we are where we are. You know, and the thing is, it's not even contained anymore to just anti-vax when it comes to COVID. You know, I, I, I think I tweeted about this the other day, but in the state of Mississippi, which actually had very strong mandatory vaccination laws for children attending school you got to get the all the you know the dpt shots and polio and all that however they're giving more and more exemptions to parents for quote-unquote religious reasons and even the uh health commission state of mississippi said yeah if we keep going and we reach that magic number of three thousand non-vaccinated children in schools that will create a basically epidemics Mm -hmm. of tetanus or diphtheria maybe polio it's so the spreading stupidity associated with the politicization of covid vaccines is now having an effect on protecting children from things we've been protecting them from yep. for decades Stephanie. Yeah. It, it, well and you make amazing. a you make a point in this same tweet you talked about. Uh, you said some 60 million kids in Africa whose parents want access to the shots can't get them because health systems across the continent were defunded during COVID. U.S. parents refusing to routine shots for their children to put their own kids at risk for polio, deadly measles, tetanus, etc. Whoever's lying to parents about unproven, quote unquote, dangers of vaccine should be criminally prosecuted. I, I, I couldn't agree with you more, Doc. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't think we ever quite realized how contagious ignorance is, especially in the age of social media. Uh, it is very, very easy to create an environment where stupidity is reinforced over and over and over again by irresponsible politicians backed up by irresponsible social media posts. And I don't know what the hell we're going to do about that, but it really does uh, bother yeah, me. Anecdotally, our friend Dave. Dana Goldberg, yeah. who's usually on Thursdays, has COVID right now. My good friend Karen asked her how she's doing yesterday. Uh, the, every day a little better, but no voice, lots of fatigue, still coughing, COVID stuff, test till, still positive uh, day five. I mean, yeah. it, it's you said, uh, think we're rid of COVID, think again. Every week about 1,000 Americans are dying from the disease and some 15,000 are hospitalized. Almost all of us know people sick with COVID, most older and unvaccinated, but plenty of small kids, please get vaccinated. I don't know how many times I wore my, uh, this girl's on Pfizer t-shirt for you. Though I am a mongrel, I also got the funky cold Moderna. So it's, <laughs> but I, you know, Doc, that really is a, a depressing statistic, isn't it? That only 15% of us, I, you know, I have a friend traveling here, my best friend from Australia soon, and she's going to get the vaccine. She was asking because, you know, things are different in different yeah. countries. And I had to say what I thought everybody knew. It's not a booster. You've got to get this. This is the, <laughs> the new vaccine for all of the variants that are currently yeah, yeah, circulating yeah. because not enough people got yeah. the vaccine. So <laughs> that's why we have a new yeah. vaccine. Yeah, and, and that's right. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we can't say that this is going to be the last vaccine you're going to need relative to COVID because 
the thing keeps changing. This is one of the least understood diseases yeah. uh, in modern times. It's just, in fact, there's been some medical writings about that. People trying to understand uh, what actually is causing these recurrent uh, episodes and why it keeps changing like that. I mean, it is a mystery, and that means that a lot of times the recommendations may change. We just have to pay attention to it. It's not like the doctor's fault or the Democrats' fault somehow that we keep getting these new variants that are quite dangerous. Can you imagine a thousand deaths a week yeah. from some new mysterious yeah. disease? We'd be in serious big-time crisis mode on the public health end. Yeah. Uh, pretty bad. Yeah. So uh, speaking of things that didn't used to be political, standing with our allies. So obviously you've got Republicans holding up aid to both Israel and Ukraine. Uh, you said contract your reps in both the House and Senate today. White House warns Ukraine aid is running out, uh, pressing Congress for more. Um, I mean, it's it's getting pretty dire in Ukraine. And it, it's just I, 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 I this is new. This whole everything is conditioned on something else. Like we don't just automatically now, I guess, stand with our allies. Right. You call it condition. I call it blackmailing. Uh, in order to get what they want politically, they are tying critical appropriations like to support the Ukrainians uh, into other issues, which may be important. It's just that they they have to we have to be able to do the responsible thing, continue funding uh, Ukraine to, to fight off Russia. The thing I want to say about this, too, Steph, I'm glad you brought this up because this issue, uh, you know, that people say, well, uh, Ukraine is defending our democracy as well as theirs. That's absolutely true. The other thing is that Russia and China and Iran are also running incursions into the continent of Africa, for example. Uh, Russia's unstoppable in its, in its drive to influence more and more and more countries all over the world. We have to take a stand here. This is something that if Ukraine loses, heaven forbid, we'll end up uh, in a situation that's totally terrifying to Ukraine, of course, but to the rest of Europe, to the United States, and to most of the rest of the world. This is a serious, big-time issue that cannot be subject to blackmail by Republicans right. who really actually don't know how to govern, it turns out. Right. You also tweeted there may be plenty to talk about regarding how Israel is responding uh, in Gaza to the barbarism of the Hamas terror attack against Israelis on 10-7. But there are people so morally bankrupt and or ignorant that they refuse to openly and unconditionally condemn the horrific. Um, again, something else that, you know, saying that, that you know, calling for genocide against Jews is wrong <laughs> should not be something you have to think about or equivocate or say, yes, but you know, uh, or, or yes, Israeli women were brutally raped and tortured, but, I mean, there should be no but after any of, of those sentences. No, you know, and the, the issue of even calling what they did rape when it was actually the worst kind of sexual violence. Yeah. I mean, all rape is, is sexual violence. This is people being mutilated yeah. uh, and, and then killed and executed uh, during sex is phenomenally horrific it's savagery and right there's no yes buts associated with the condemnation of that kind of terrorist behavior there just isn't 
and uh, here's something. you know then we want to debate what Russia, what uh, Israel's doing in response, and there's legitimate cause to have that discussion. But let's start with it is unspeakable and wrong for what Hamas terrorism did to innocent civilians. And as we say almost every day, Doc, on this show, attacking Jews or you know, Jewish-owned businesses or Palestinians or Palestinian-owned businesses here is, is despicable, Nuts. ridiculous, and uh, they have nothing to do with the policies of either, you know, Israel or Hamas. And it, it, it's... Anyway, I this I just wanted to save this because I feel this is, it all you know goes back to misinformation online, whether it's about vaccines or anything yeah. else. Um, from a, 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 a reading from a tweet, capitalizing on crisis, Russia, China, and Iran are using Twitter to exploit Israel Hamas information chaos. Um, this is same thing we've been right. This is Putin's goal all the time: dividing chaos, misinformation, and we, I just yeah. think we have to be aware of it because. It, it certainly is because, you know, it's not like passions aren't inflamed enough about what's happening yeah. in the Middle East. And, and so it's just something, I think, to be aware of. Listen, I just want if I could just reiterate something yeah. that now is a good time for every single person listening or watching you to call up their congressman, Democrat or Republican, whoever it might be, their senator and say, you must isolate funding for Ukraine and pass it clean. Pass it clean. Yeah. No other issues have to be in a bill that's supporting uh, Ukraine's effort to defend our democracy. And I, I think and people may not realize that a phone call matters. Yeah. An email matters. The At the end of the day, if there's more than a small threshold of callers saying this, that gets reported yeah. by the staff to the principal. Yeah. They'll go and they'll say, you know, we had 15 calls today about funding for Ukraine. No, Doc, we're in it, an era that, where people don't do the right thing because it's the right thing to do. Right. <laughs> they do it because they yeah. have to for whatever reason. Yeah. And that's sad, yeah. but true. Um, Doc, you're, uh, this was especially Doomy. Uh, our best to all the Grand Dooms and Mrs. Doom, of course. Uh-huh. Yeah. Have a, a Doomy gloomy Christmas, won't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's beginning to look, look like Doom. Doom, yeah. Okay. I, right. I understand. But thank you very much. Right. The same to all you guys. And we'll speak uh, well, See you next week. We speak. Yeah, I'll see you next week. Next week. All right. 19 minutes after the hour. Wow. 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 It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. You know, we were talking about everybody uh, that my brain becomes uh, just a monkey with sim- symbols between Thanksgiving and uh, New Year's. I don't, well, I don't, I don't really know what I'm talking about. But uh, uh, Chris, or what do you call it, Sean? Does uh, is it your name is Sean? Correct. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Does Jody Hamilton slack off? No, look at this. Coming up on my... Harry Littman coming up. Noel Kassler coming up. Jill Weinbanks. Michael Steele has been booked. Tristan Snell in the 8 o'clock hour today. Jody's just... She's like a Billy Keebler elf. She never leaves the, the tree. Next week is not as good. Okay. That's the well, last week. All right. Someone call us. <laughs> <laughs> Danny in Texas. Hey, Danny. Welcome. Hey, Dan. I was just uh, thinking about a solution for the this these 
weapons that they just have to have and they they claim that it's their right to have every any gun that was ever made you know what let them have the guns but here in texas you have to show id when you buy like tylenol with with uh certain medications (laughs) in it or stuff for your nose they'd have to they'd have to do that to buy the actual ammunition to fire the weapon yeah and for them to fire those weapons uh the military style ones they could only be fired at like a shooting range because yeah. that's the only place you could get the bullets for it. Yeah, and I like, then I like Chris Rock's only... Chris Rock's solution is bullet control. The bullets yeah. are five thousand dollars a piece, right. so you got to be really mad yes. at someone. Yes, <laughs> yes, because they you know, every time they you try to limit the weapon, they were like, "Oh, we it's our First Amendment right." Yeah, you can have the weapon, but you don't have a right to the ammunition. Yeah, exactly. Second Amendment, but yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I like that, right? You'd be, you'd be really thinking, oh, you are a hate you. I'm going to... I can't get a rocket launcher. $5,000. I can't get a you rocket can't? launcher. No freedom God, for you. Yeah. Jim in Seattle. Hi, Jim. Why can't we all have nukes? Why not? Why not? It's an arm. Good morning, Stephanie. Hi, Jim. Yes, um, I'm calling in because I'm a retired U.S. Navy submarine sailor. Okay. Um, I, I've been listening to you since the days of W. Oh, and I'd like first. I'd like to offer a shout out to Senior Chief Malcolm Nance, great a great patriot, yep. and also to uh, Allison Gill, who yep. I also happen to believe is a uh, Navy veteran, yes. nuclear engineering. Yeah, very smart. Yep. Um, in, in the in this issue of the class, Trump's handling of classified information in general, uh, like number one, um, as was in the news, he gave away the amount of warheads a nuclear submarine could carry and how close uh, our submarines could get to the Russians. Yeah. Our primary enemy. That seems important. Okay, the, both of these are like nothing burgers for, for, the, for these reasons. Number one, on the, the warheads, there's a, a reference book published every year around the world from Britain. It's called Jane's Fighting Ships. And in there, you, you find the capabilities of, of all the warships of all the navies in the world. So, okay, whatever. As far as the Russians knowing how close we get to them, that's also a nothing burger in my uh-huh. eyes, and I would I would say my ship size. So definitely. you don't think Donald no, Trump mishandled our national secrets? Wait, wait. Oh wait, no, no, I definitely no, no, I have much more uh, you know vile things to say about this situation and that man in particular. Okay. Well, what, I'm, what I'm saying is he's also so dumb that you know I, I know. That he got it wrong when he when he was telling people. Oh, I see. Classified right. information. Well, so he's he's our own agent of misinformation because he's so dumb, stupid. Okay. Well, that makes me feel somewhat better. I, I'm gonna say it is a big deal sharing our nuclear capabilities and how close are. Okay. Twenty nine minutes after the hour, Tristan Snell, legal lad, coming up. I want to give you the opportunity to, to make this case, but we can't go to seven different issues when we're talking about this one specific but you issue. Will provide there were, evidence of the loan. There were two I provided di- evidence of where sir, he took yes. the money in. You have no evidence. Flash it on the screen. So, Let's so, see. Sir. So, sir, there, there were the two checks, the $40,000 check and the $200,000 check that came from 
the president's son and into the president's bank account. There was also subsequent bank records which were provided through the committee that demonstrate that there true. were that also subsequent not, is, pieces of information true. that went that, that came from the president to the president's son. You notice his voice gets really high when he's trying to Ooh, not... Comer Simpson? Yeah. <laughs> you went put it on the screen then. Go! Yeesh. Stupid facts. Um... <laughs> He, I just, I, I know <laughs> they're just going to keep going with this. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, uh, Sean, I told the fascinating story of my uh, mom buying me a, what was it? A Chevy, a red Chevy Sprint oh, in 1983. Oh, they were $5,600 in 1987. So how much was it? $5,600 in 1987. So it was probably okay. a bit Let's less ask Siri, how much? Hang on a second. All right. Hold please. Just, will that Jeopardy music pick up on Siri? How much was a Chevy Sprint in 1983? She doesn't know. I wasn't able to find Chevy Sprint. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one is anymore because it was a crappy car. It was the cheapest car you could get. Yeah, it was probably at $4,000. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, what I'm sure I made like three payments back to my mom right. from my very prestigious job answering the phone at Yuck Yucks for $4 an hour, Sean. I was very proud of myself. I paid her back. Had a girl. Record time. Thank you. But that's... I. I just can't believe he keeps going with this. It's like, right, he was dealing with addiction. He didn't have good credit. His father lent him money for a car like a lot of people's parents do. Yeah. He paid him back. Yeah. Okay. Just, all right. This is uh, uh, Ryan Nobles with uh, Comer Simpson. So no, that you're saying true. that that information has been made up then? Where did that well, information come from? That came from co- well, from the committee. I don't know. We haven't seen that information. That is committee well, information yeah, that is collected from the bank records that, that your committee has. Just obtained. show the check. If Joe Biden wrote, sir, his so brother are you telling me that you have a do you have a blank do you have a a canceled check for every wire transfer that's ever come into well, your? Well, we account? have a with that wire that we. Yes, you, you can personally show. Have I can a, show you that, and yes. that's what has been shown yeah. is a. There is bank records that demonstrate that an exact same amount of money. All right, I apologize. He's not as much Comer Simpson as he is Comer Pyle. Yeah. Right? Or a little Barney Fife? Which is Barney it, Sean? Fife. Yeah. 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 Oh, I don't, I'm on. I have to have that B, but ah, <laughs> Floyd the Barber says, ah, should a man have an octave like that? I don't think so. I don't mean to judge. Okay. <laughs> So explain to me how that rises to the level of an impeachable offense. The money that Joe Biden received came while he was uh, in the private sector between the vice presidency and the presidency. That is correct. Mm-hmm. The money and the show companies were created right. while right. Joe Biden was vice president. So uh, the money that the Bidens, much of the money the Bidens accumulated from the foreign nationals actually happened while Joe Biden was vice president. We didn't know that till this investigation. We assumed it all happened in 2017 and 2018, but uh, it goes back to 2014. That's, I, that's my brain. Uh, that's my brain too. Aunt B says that Floyd the Barber <laughs> was paying her for pie, but I, it does not say pie on the check. <laughs> Sean, do you have any idea? Am I too old? Do you know what I'm doing? It's the Andy Griffith show. Okay. All right. Let's continue. 
Where is the okay, evidence that while he was vice president, mm -hmm. he did anything to help facilitate the creation of these companies or help those companies oh, in any way? God. Well, he met with all the people. He took his son uh, on Air Force Two a dozen times to meet with oh. many of these foreign nationals. Huh? He had dinner at Cafe Milano. He had, he had uh, phone do have, calls. Do you have any evidence that the vice president was involved in any of those conversations with any of those business leaders where they substantively talked about business dealing? No. Yes, let's skip ahead to the answers. No. Well, I don't know what they talked about. We'll bring the, the president's son and the president's brother in the, to ask him those questions under deposition. That's why we need to bring him in for, for deposition. My last question for you. <coughs> it's crazy. Hmm. Sorry. Oh, are we going to continue with this? Yes, go ahead. He's trying <laughs> to My last question else. for you, sir, is at this stage, do you believe that you have the evidence to file articles of impeachment that other members of the Republican Party agree with you? I think that at this stage, we have more than enough evidence to continue with impeachment oh, no. inquiry. My job as chairman of the oversight never to impeach. That's oh, the no. Judiciary Committee oh, to follow the money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wait, which one was that? Yeah, I'm confused. We did eight in. Okay, yeah. that was nice. Okay, last one, 10. But you're, you're, a lot of this is based on innuendo and suggestion. It's not based on hard evidence, sir. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part uh, of what... Bank records don't lie. But, bank and, but there's lie a bank record exact amount going from one to the other. But None of those bank records. Publish oh those God. bank records. You've seen those bank Look, records. It, those bank records are available. It's, it's a, it was a committee. Yeah, but it was part of the, your subpoena, sir. You're the one that collected that information. I didn't collect that information. You, you're 100% confident. Under oath, you would testify that you know that $240,000 came from Joe Biden. You know that came from Joe Biden's personal account. You're, I know that that's what the bank confident. records say. It came from his committee. There were three payments of $1,300, which total exactly what Joe Biden lent him for the car. Yes. Sorry, um, Jody. My parents sometimes, like for birthdays or Christmas, right, sure. a check would not come from them personally. It would come out of their right. business account. Sure. So what does it matter? I don't know. I, I, oh. <laughs> well, do you have the bank records? No, no you don't. No, you don't. Have you got it? Does Floyd the Barber have a vault? Can you look at the bank records? Does the check from MB say pie? Does it say pie? Are you going to... Testify to that on the road. I'm just, I'm just entertaining myself. It doesn't matter if anyone else is enjoying any of it. I don't care. <laughs> You're having way too much fun. All right, people already hate me because I said the uh, Wolverine suck, which I was just sucking up to Joyce Vance. When Barb McQuaid's here, I'm going to say that Alabama sucks. So I, it's just, I'm a noted flip flopper. I'm just kidding, Michigan. I'm just a joke. God, I don't even sport the sports. I don't even, I, I don't even. So Trump has stepped, uh, stepped into the controversial decision of choosing Alabama over undefeated Florida State for mm -hmm. something. Sean, what college Whatever. playoff something? Yeah. I think he was undefeated. And right, and so he's blaming Ron DeSantis because I don't. Look at, I don't sport the sports. I just know how to, I just, I say roll tide when Joyce Vance is here and go Wolverines when Barb McQuaid is here. I could give two about any of it. <laughs> Sorry. And also hook em horns. I don't know who else. <laughs> Did I offend anyone else? Everybody. Here's one thing we can agree on. Dolly Parton is awesome. Yes. Oh, I guess we can't agree on it because she got booed at the football game because she gave money to, you know, Moderna and changed Jolene to Vaxine. And so did those idiot anti-vaxxers didn't like that she sang something. <sighs> Christy Brinkley has officially nominated Dolly Parton for the 2024 Swimsuit 
Sportzilla trans swim swimsuit tissue, which I am all for. I am too. It's women supporting other women. Mm-hmm. We like it. Uh, yes, after trolls suggested the 77-year-old Jolene's uh, singer dress her age following the NFL <laughs> halftime show performance on Thanksgiving in which she donned an ab-bearing uh, Cowboys cheerleader. Thank you. You should look so good at 77. You, you should look so good at 37. Mega slobs. Shut them <laughs> up. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Brinkley 69 has appeared on three consecutive covers of the annual magazine. Yes, that, that she continues to contribute to my body image issues, as does Elizabeth Hurley. If they could stop. Is there, could there be a law to stop them from wearing bikinis at 60 years old and make me feel... Anyway, she said, whoever, I actually did have my picture taken next to Christy Brinkley, which is Why? what, what would you call that? Unwise. Yeah. I would call that unwise. Yeah. Someone said, would you like your picture with it? And I was like, yes. And then I was like, no. Why did I say that? That makes no sense. Whoever had the nerve to suggest that the one, the only Donnie Cl- Donnie, uh, Dolly Parton should dress her age should sit down. You know, you should, you should know you can't define an icon like Bo- um, Dolly by a number. Thank you, Christy. Can we all just, can we make a sisterhood pact to stop those bikinis to make all of us feel bad? Aren't they supposed to be inspiring you? What's up with that genetic freak? <laughs> What's her name? Elizabeth Hurley. <sighs> okay. You know what? I need, you know what I need? I need a love letter, don't I, Jody? Yes, I, I do. a lot of coffee on it. Yeah, I spilled a lot of coffee on this one, so. Aubrey in uh, Providence said, uh, Mama, wanted to let you know I'm totally, totally thankful for you, not just for the funny jokes, impressions. Yeah, that was my, my Barney Fife was pretty fantastic just now, if you don't mind my saying. And of course, the, uh, I've, uh, I, oh, I've met some great friends like Sue in Rockville, world famous Richard Hensel because of you and because of our love for you and the work you do every day with all of the assorted mookage. Uh, um, oh, I also am compelled to write to you to tell you actually have inspired me to take control of my health. In the last year, I had a health scare to force me to reevaluate my choices uh, needing and being 34. Oh, me too, last year. I needed to be more active, though I have not tried uh, uh, morning kick yet. Oh, get it, for God's sakes. I've been more active going on walks, which have evolved into running. In September, I, uh, I did my first 5K. I will slowly work my way up to a full marathon. I, I see the uh, uh, spinning classes at my local gym. I'll be doing that very soon. Good, and Aubrey, get vaccinated. Get yes. the latest vaccine. Yes. We, we need all of you on that wall in 2024, don't we? Uh, Norman in Woodstock, real quick. Hello, Norm. Good morning, Steph. Hi. Um, I, I just, I'm just flabbergasted at the fact that people think that because I'm Jewish, I'm supposed to support the state of Israel. I don't support either side in that, and I don't understand how 1,200 massacred deaths can e- be equaled by 16,000 uh, Palestinian deaths and 47,000 wounded. I mean, that's as many people as we lost in Vietnam. It's a sad situation there. Yes, it is uh, sad all the way around mm-hmm. and infinitely depressing. By the way, that guy that called in a little while ago and said he was a Navy uh-huh. submarine something mm-hmm. and something, I don't know, it's Trump sharing our national secrets is not that bad. Right. Somehow people already know him. Something. Something. I don't, did I, I do I, sm- I, 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 do I smell on both sides caller? It's because he also said he loved my show, loves Malcolm, Allison, listening for a long time, but also... That reminded me, do you remember during the uh, Obamacare debate where a guy said he was in the middle of surgery, when he, but he had to step out and call our show because to mis- correct somebody's misinformation on affordable care? Okay. Voucher Hospital, that was it. 
Remember Paul Ryan's idea? Where good doctors have bold ideas. Voucher Hospital. Brought to you by Phil Nurse Patoons with state-of-the-art saliva collection technology. Nurses to the nurses Doctor, station. we have an emergency. A patient with an acute subdural hematoma. That's right, doctor. He has increased intracranial pressure, hemorrhaging of the temporal parietal locus, and must undergo endoscopic surgery immediately. Yes, I concur. Prep for surgery at once. Wait, doctor. There's a discussion about Obamacare on AM radio. I must take this. Everyone stand by. But doctor, what about the patient? You don't understand. I'm a surgeon who listens to both sides and stumbled upon this argument on my way to surgery. I must respond. Nurse, give me that phone. Nurse, give him that phone stacked. Tune in to Voucher Hospital next time to see if Obamacare covers Obama derangement syndrome. I apologize if that guy was a nuclear submarine captain something, but I just, I just I just recalled the guy that said he was a surgeon and had to call us in the middle of surgery and, you know, that person on the table. Okay, 40, 47 minutes. It's They take an oath, first do no harm unless, unless there's, there's an argument radio. on AM Talk yeah. Radio that I have to solve. Right. 47 minutes after the hour. We have to seem like a sexy, profitable company, and we're almost pulling it off. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Fifty-four minutes after the hours, hours, hour. Kevin in D.C. <laughs> Hi, Kev. Good morning, everybody. Yeah. Um, after seeing the Groundhog Day shooting and the Republicans trying to block laws against it once again, um, I have a suggestion on how to solve this once for all. First, though, I have to say again, jo- Jody, you really should look into doing uh, your shiny hair. It's so pleasing. You really should look into doing uh, shampoo commercials. I'd love and, to do a um, shampoo commercial. We will look into that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but even though at the present, uh, and I can't stand it, my Jewish brothers and sisters are going through what they're going through, uh, black people still are the heavyweight champion of uh, being the boogeyman of everything. So uh, when we do something, uh, even our existing is scurrying. So. Just like back in the day when uh, the Black Panthers started taking advantage of the laws and using firearms lawfully. Can I just, uh, Kevin, can I interrupt you to say, but this is part of historically, you know, another way they try to divide us. Can we just say slavery was horrible? The Holocaust was horrible. It's, it's, you know, it's like, I think it's these pitting people against each other and whose stuff is worth. I'm not against it. I love, I'm making a point. It's a joke. Yeah. if I conclude the joke, you understand that yes. I'm, I'm not right. serious. Okay. Um, but the the point is, when in California, remember when black uh, the the Black Panthers started carrying weapons and taking advantage of the law legally? Yeah. Yeah. They shut that down immediately. Uh, sure. Ronald Reagan, you know, made it so that no one could carry a gun. Yeah. So we should start showing pictures of us having guns, you know, all across the country, and I'll bet they'll shut that down because when yeah. we do something, it's really scary. Yeah. And of course, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not playing the pain, uh, the the you know the uh, oppression Olympics. It, it was part of the the punchline. Yeah. Oh, I see. All right. I I I missed that one. That humor kind of went right over my. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. I could be a little oversensitive right now. Okay. 
Uh, can I just say, uh, even Fox and Friends hated the Republican debate. Yeah. Uh, Steve Ducey said Vivek was embarrassing. You know, he just came in too hot again. He was booed a number of times. Uh, he finished fourth place only because he was there. <laughs> I didn't like the, what Vivek said to Chris Christie, even though Chris Christie called him an obnoxious blowhard. I didn't like that Vivek said, go have a nice meal and get off the stage. Uh, Ainsley Earhart said, I thought that was mean. I thought he was attacking him physically. And then Chris Christie was booed in this closing statement for going after Trump and calling Trump a uh, felon. Okay, you're, um, you're all awful. You're all alternatively awful in all kinds of different ways. Don't fight. It's a big bag of brats. You're all equally awful. Okay. Also, uh, they just, Ron DeSantis would not ask, answer the question, does he think Trump is fit to be president, right? They asked him, I don't know, 16 different ways. The moderator said, does he think Trump is mentally fit to be president? So he makes this into an, a Biden age thing, uh -huh. right? He said, oh, well, Father Time is undefeated. The idea we're going to put someone up there that's almost 80, uh, there are going to be no effects from that. We all know that's not true. Uh, Vargas asked again, do you think he's mentally fit? De uh, DeSantis gave another long-winded deflection instead. Uh, Chris Christie asked him, is he fit or isn't he? They all know he's not no, fit. He's not. It, it, criminally, psychologically, mentally, morally, I, in any way. It's just, it is pathetic to watch these idiots debate over who gets to be yep. 40 points behind this just complete disgrace and criminal. Okay, 58 minutes after the hour, Tristan Snell, our legal lad, coming up. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Jack Smith is articulating today in a way that is unique. It's a crime. It's a component of a crime. And it really underscores the significance, John, of what's about to transpire March 4th, 2024. I think there are a lot of people who don't recognize the size, scope, and transcendence of what is coming when a former U.S. president is about to sit in a federal courthouse, a criminal defendant, for months. Sorry. I was just getting a little thrill up my leg. As I do every time I get to say good morning to the dreamy, you know. Has the entire show become me reading Tristan Snell tweets? Pretty yeah. much, yes. Pretty much. Yes. Okay, welcome to the Tristan Snell Show. Oh, hi, Tristan. Hi. Good morning. Oh, hi. I happen to stop by. <laughs> I just happen to have a jingle ready. That's when you ring my know, doorbell. Right? You just, yeah, you got to queued up. <laughs> exactly. Well, so let's let's start with that, with this uh, Jack Smith filing. Because um, nine-page filing, right, shows prosecutors plan to showcase an array of Trump comments dating back as far as 2012 when he sought to cast doubt on the legitimacy of elections whose results he did not uh, favor. Talk to us about what your reaction to this Jack Smith filing. Look, they're not playing around. Uh, and they're actually uh, wonderfully, uh, you know, I've been working on this whole book thing that I've got coming out, and it's a playbook for how to beat Trump in a prosecution or litigation. 
one of the one of the things I, I didn't know anybody was going to do this. I thought I was one of the only people who had done this to actually go back through all of his public statements. It, there's, I literally have a whole chapter about this, but I highly recommend that prosecutors do it. I didn't think anybody was going to listen. I'm joking because they, they haven't seen this and they're probably not going to care. However, <laughs> it's really, really cool to see people do that kind of a deep dive. It means these people are pros. Like they really, they get it. Yeah. They're going there. They're devoting the resources and the time to dig through every little thing that, that they can to find things that are going to uh, incriminate him or just paint him in a bad light to show a consistent series of thoughts around, you know, in this case, uh, disrupting and disrespecting government processes and elections. So they, uh, the filing uh, claims he promises to introduce evidence uh, against Trump that includes his encouragement of violence and knowledge of foreseeable consequences. Uh, talk about what that means legally, because, you know, of course, they they try to sort of make it sound like, oh, it's just this speech that that's all it was. And that's covered under the First Amendment. That's not all it was. That was the Hail Mary at the no. end of this coup. No, that was. Yeah, that was. That was the, well, let's just see what happens when we send a mob of, of angry people over there to do some violence and see if that actually causes the, uh, you know, the various members of Congress to chicken out, I think is really what they were hoping would happen, uh, is that by sending those guys up there, that it would, it would be enough at the very least to stop the, the verification proceeding from happening that day, uh, but that alone is a felony. The very yeah. fact that they did that is a felony. The the inciting of that group to go up there and to disrupt the proceeding, uh, you know, being able to to tie those things together, uh, it again it shows that they're not playing around. Uh, and that what it also says to me, by the way, is that they have the goods in terms of additional testimony. They haven't stopped investigating this just because they did the indictment doesn't mean that they've stopped investigating, that they've stopped talking to witnesses. No, you keep going and doing that stuff. And then when you need to provide it to the other side in discovery, you do. Uh, the first reaction that I had when I saw this filing was, yes, they have Meadows. Yeah, because there's not too many other people that would actually have been able to provide some additional. There's the speech he gave. That's what Chris that's Christie says. He's like, he has Meadows and he's going to be right. convicted. That's yeah. what, exactly. That's what Christie said. Uh, you know, I think it's a combo of Meadows. And obviously, they, they obviously we know that, that Cassidy Hutchinson has been has been cooperating. But I think that they've got Meadows. Isn't it the latest, boss, right? so like, the latest Trump interview, he stupidly, as usual, he corroborated everything Cassidy Hutchinson said, Right. I wanted to go to the Capitol, right. Secret Service, stop me. Everything that he called her a liar about. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing is, is you know, and that's one of the other. Yeah, I, I'm actually going to flub it in terms of which rule number is which I need to actually get this down. My book has 12 rules. And one of the other. Yeah. One of the other rules is that basically if you let Trump keep talking, he'll hang himself. Yeah. So you just need to kind of and especially if you can get him under oath. Yeah. Uh, one of the wonderful things about this matter will be to see whether or not he actually does take the stand in his own defense. Of course, under the Fifth Amendment, he has the right not he has the right to remain silent and to not incriminate himself by taking the stand in his own defense. But I think he's going to get up there. And that's going to yeah. be the that's going to be the moment because Fantastic. he's going to be up there on the stand getting cross examined for the freedom for the rest of his life. 
Uh, And I think they're going to get him. Yeah, I do. Yep. Yay. Um, (laughs) Speaking of January 6th, uh, I love your tweet. You said nothing says tough on crime like blurring out the faces of criminals on video footage of crimes. Um, (laughs) Right. Um, And you said funny how Mike Johnson thinks the DOJ doesn't already have all that video. LOL. Um, (laughs) Um. yeah, they already have it, but it's just, it, 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 none of this makes any sense, right? It was BLM, it was Antifa, it was peaceful tourists. So why would you blur their faces then? So yeah, so you need to blur their faces out? Yeah, yeah. same thing with, um, you know, oh, it was, it was BLM and Antifa, that's why free the J6. But you want to free the J6 political prisoners right. who are members of BLM and Antifa? Right. That, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah that makes a lot of sense, guys. Good and, job. By the way, so this was the, it, oh, God. Vivek Ramaswamy, dear God, don't say it three times. It's like Beetlejuice. But uh, <laughs> CNN anchor Dana Bash barely suppressed a stunned laugh as she pressed him to explain his claim that the Trump inside of January 6th riot was actually an inside job. Uh, so he's out there with this F- this nonsense. It was all the FBI agents. I mean, once again, why would you blur their faces right. if it's <laughs> it was all FBI? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, well, it's actually because we got to blur the faces of the FBI agents because something, something. I'm sure that all these QAnon people. And by the way, that's a this is all a lot of this is QAnon stuff. Yeah. We know that. Right. Yeah. Like that's where this stuff comes from. This is all message board fever dream conspiracy theory garbage. And. And, and they'll come up with some rationalization for why that makes sense in their own way. Like, they'll come up with something. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the, the fact that someone who's trying to be a serious presidential candidate uh, is actually parroting all of that stuff is, uh, is honestly pathetic. Yeah. So, Tristan, your, your uh, position is there were not ghost buses full of FBI agents and Sidney Powell did not get her information from the wind? some woman headless the woman buses the the buses i thought that was uh jenny thomas wasn't it <laughs> yes. don't yes. we have evidence yes. that jenny thomas paid for a bunch of buses of people yes. to come for j6 i thought that was something i might be wrong about that but <laughs> yes. um yeah but yeah the, the yeah we know where the buses were coming from and it wasn't from the fbi folks yeah exactly you know, yeah, um, the, yeah i always so, wonder it, wait, look here's the thing it was an inside job because it was engineered by the president of the United States of America at the time. So yes, it was an inside job. Yeah. Yeah. It came from the white house. You can't get much more of an inside job than that. Take the mags away. They're not here to hurt me. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But it was not, he, he tried to weaponize the secret service and the FBI and DOJ and the military. And he failed. Thank God. at all of those things. I always ask myself, so, are his lawyers as bad as I think? And then you seem to confirm, yes, yes. they are. You said uh, Trump yes, lawyers missed they're, they're court. They're worse. They're worse than you think. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> Whatever tweet- you think, notch it down, Stephanie. you gotta got to lower your expectations here. <laughs> first of all, Alina Haba. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, forgot to check jury trial. But uh, you, you tweeted, Trump lawyers missed court deadline for appealing the gag order in New York AG civil fraud trial in New York City. Trump had wanted an expedited appeal to New York's highest court of appeals, but his lawyers did not get the request filed in time. Trump's lawyers fail again. Um, <laughs> just, I, <laughs> womp, 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 womp. Yeah. Sad tuba. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. I, but, yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, that's, you know, yeah, that, that's another rule in, in, in taking down Trump is that basically like his lawyers are going to be the, the clown car is going to show up. 
And what you've got to do, and this happened in our Trump University case too, they're going to show up, they're going to just spew vitriol. It's not actually going to be legal points. You actually kind of wonder whether some of these legal briefs are basically dictated by Trump and then filed by a law, and then the lawyer edits it a little bit and then files it. Uh, they, you know, at the end of the day, he often will do this where he goes and finds folks not that are the, the best people for these kind of criminal defense or civil defense situations, but people that are, uh, let's just say, relatively lower priced. Uh, <laughs> Bargain lawyers. Can basically, it's like he can basically. He, and, and he it's can like a sushi sale. It's do. like next day sushi. It's oh, it's much cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and he can tell and and he can tell them what to do. I think that's also a big part of it. Is yeah, that he doesn't want lawyers who are going to push back and say, actually, you need to do this, this, and this. Yeah, he wants lawyers where he basically can tell them, this is what we're doing. You we're going to make this argument. You need to get out there and do it. This is what I want. Yeah, and they're just well, and in many do cases. Right, they're saying it's a pl- political arguments. They're not legal arguments. They're going to stand right. up in a court of right. in a court of law. Let me get your take on this, Tristan. Um, yeah. If former Trump is hoping that the U.S. Supreme Court, which now features three of his own appointees, will ride to his rescue in his criminal prosecutions, he may come away disappointed. This in a new uh, article in Bloomberg argues that uh, the Supreme Court knows that bailing out Trump from his legal troubles would actually dilute the power it currently enjoys, as it would essentially make the court subordinate to uh, Trump. Uh, they yes. write, what use would Trump unleash in a second term have for a Supreme Court? No longer constrained by rule of raw, law, raw, law rhinos, the unfettered MAGA king would be the ultimate decider. Um, they will be forever tainted by association with a lawless dem- demagogue. They would have another opportunity to scrub the stain as they did when they rejected his false claims about the 2020 election. That's what this may all come down to, right? What the Supreme Court decides, whether we have a king. Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. The thing that I'm thinking right now is that what where where the the, the moment we might hit here, I don't think it's going to be like the Bush v. Gore thing where uh, you actually had this like blockbuster Supreme Court argument, uh, and then we were all waiting with bated breath for the decision to come down. Like that was really dramatic. Yeah. Imagine, by the way, if that had happened when social media was around. Good oh, God. Yeah. Um, but anyhow, it was crazy enough for everybody who remembers back then having that happen with cable news. But anyhow, I don't think we're going to get that. I think that the key is that the Supreme Court, in order to grant certiorari or cert for short uh, on a case, they get to choose which cases they take. They don't have to take everything. You need four justices to agree to take a case. I think that we're not going to get an oral argument. We're not even going to get a big decision. We're just going to get a one pager that says denied. Yeah. And there won't be enough justices that will be willing to hear his case. You have sent these criminal cases. You have sent a thrill up my other leg. Let me just. Yeah. And he he doesn't have I don't think he has four votes on that court that would actually uh, that would actually go there. Yeah. To to hear uh, unless there's something truly remarkable about the trial you know unless there's truly an issue that's worthy of 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 an appeal that i don't think there will be yeah so real quick i mentioned cassidy hutchinson in liz cheney's book uh she says uh you know this is why i'm a little bit hopeful about justice today not only the things you said but she talked about what got pat cipollone to immediately change course and testify to the j6 committee um because you know she's he's explained he was only willing to talk because he was outed by cassidy hutchinson in her testimony (laughs) 
Um, until Cassidy testified, she writes, we'd had no luck in persuading Pat Cipollone to testify. The day after her testimony, the committee sent Pat Cipollone a subpoena. He immediately changed course. He appeared for an interview. I mean, I hate to say that a lot of these people are not doing the right thing because it's the right thing. This is the theme of today's show. They're doing it because they have Correct. to, but who cares? That's right. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, that was, um, you know, that's also how the, you know, I, I talk about that a lot in taking down Trump because ultimately we got Eric Schneiderman to bring the Trump University case, not necessarily for the right reason. It's like I go into that in great detail. But uh, but yeah, I, you know what? We haven't heard about Patsy Baloney in a while. Real that's, quick. Uh, that's a name I haven't heard in a bit. <laughs> over, we're in way over time, but I got to ask you about the fake electors. Fake electors in Wisconsin admit Joe Biden won. Uh, they had to, uh, you know, say they're sorry and they won't do it again. Uh, obviously, Nevada, just uh, uh, they just have indictments there against the fake electors. Um, are, are the fake electors ultimately going to be brought to justice? I think yes. I mean, obviously, we've had this happen in Georgia. We got Michigan, Arizona, Nevada are all sort of on the case. Uh, every single one of those people committed a felony because they were these were forged effectively documents that were that purported to be the official electoral documents and they weren't because yeah Donald Trump did not win those states I do think we're going to see it I I think that overall the theme of a lot of things that are going on here is that uh, that they're they're going after Trump because he was the one who engineered everything yeah uh but a lot of these smaller fish, I think you're going to see them. You yeah, know, I hope so. Otherwise, I'm going to go rob a bank and then say, too. I'm sorry, I lied that I didn't and I won't do it right. again. So can I go? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. The book right. is Taking Down Trump. The man is the dreamy Tristan Snell. We will see you next time. Tristan, thanks so much. Take care. All thanks, right. Stephanie. Bye-bye. Book is coming out soon. Hooray. 22 minutes after the hour. Everything's fine. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Stephanie Miller. Oh, I see. We're playing Carney Wilson because I was saying Bonnie and Clyde very much enjoyed uh, the Love and Mercy, the movie about Brian Wilson. Starring John, uh, John Cusack and Elizabeth Banks, who were magic. It was fantastic. But I've never seen my dogs watch a movie so intently. They really seem to enjoy the whole plot line, Sean. I said it, I said it was all the pet sounds. Yeah. Yes. Oh, speaking of which, someone brought up uh, Rick Santorum on the show today, and I brought up uh, Man on Dog. And Aaron says, that's time of year. You really need to play it. Yeah. Frothy Santorum was a frothy mix of snow With a corn cob here and a carrot there And he looked just like some coal Hello, children! It's Frothy! Hi, Frothy! Frothy, rock, rock, frothy, rock, rock Look at Frothy go Frothy, rock, rock, frothy, rock, rock Just like a lump of coal Yay! Hi! Hi, Frothy! Don't ask your parents. 
what the froth is made of. Okay. Uh, by the way, Tristan Snell also tweeted, Tommy Tuberville made America weaker. He hurt our military. He hurt our national security. He does not deserve to spend another minute in the United States Senate. Thank you. A disgrace. This entire party, a disgrace. Oh, I know the story was Rick Santorum's giving them uh, advice, political advice. Uh-huh. Have they gone to Kevin McCarthy yet about what a winning strategy? <laughs> George Santos. Would, oh, or George Santos. Are they not available for comment on how to win? <laughs> 29 minutes after the hour, Stephanie Miller Show. Jack Smith has made clear through this roadmap today, he's not arguing exclusively obscure arcane points of law. He's going to be putting Donald Trump's words up to a jury. The arguments he's made about the 2012 election, 2016 election, 2020 election as part of a pretty illustrative argument about Donald Trump's actions and the allegation that Jack Smith's going to make is that it's a crime punishable by prison. (laughs) Sorry. Um, I, we like our legal lads handsome and happy we and do. clappy, don't we? we do. Tristan Snell made me all happy clappy. Uh, I did not get. I, I have a big legal stack every day. Didn't get to the uh, this one. The Supreme Court uh, hearing arguments over the nationwide settlement with OxyContin maker Purdue Pharma that would shield members of the Sackler family who own the company from civil lawsuits over the toll, uh, toll of opioids. The agreement hammered out with state and local governments and victims would provide billions of dollars to combat the opioid epidemic. The Sacklers would contribute up to $6 billion and give up ownership, and the company would emerge from bankruptcy as a different entity with its profits used for treatment and prevention. But the justices uh, put the settlement on hold during the summer in response to uh, objections. So, we'll, yeah, we shall see. We didn't get to ask him about uh, that one, but we shall see. Oh, speaking of pharmaceuticals, though, I... Uh, I recommend the uh, getting vaccinated, and I am personally Pfizer. Currently, and I got so I got this T-shirt too. I already have a funky cold Moderna T-shirt, but now I am a mongrel. I'm a mixed breed rescue. Okay. You don't play around with the funky cold Moderna. Yeah. Either one, just get it. It's a new vaccine. It's not a booster. You need it for all the new variants circulate out there. We were just saying, Jody, when they do the poo studies, that's when you know the actual hits the fan. The wastewater studies after Thanksgiving, COVID is way spiking again. Somebody, Lonnie knows, uh, just tested positive for it. We were supposed to go to a party yeah. over the yeah. weekend at this guy's house. I'm like, glad we didn't go. Yeah. Yeah, I have friends in town, and uh, my friend was supposed to come, and she's on day five still testing positive for COVID and uh, not feeling great, and it's just, I don't want to tell you. Okay, uh, Taylor Swift has been named Time Person of the Year. Hooray. Girls. Girls. Taylor Swift. Uh, she is uh, calling, they called her the a uh, hero of her own story. She has smashed industry records this year with both her tour and the film of her, uh, of the said tour. 
Uh, they, Swift is the rare person they write who is both the writer and the hero of her own story. Uh, she committed to validating the dreams, feelings, experiences of people, especially women who felt overlooked and regularly underestimated. Yep. This year, um, Swift's blossoming romance with Kansas City Chiefs player Travis Kels has also brought the NFL a whole new wave of fans as her hundreds of millions of social media followers have uh, checked out her new squeeze, her new lava. Did you see the picture of Blake Lively and, and her? And then Ryan Reynolds and... No. Put his face over his wife's face and Travis <laughs> Kelsey's face over Taylor Swift's face. It's brilliant. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay. And uh, also, uh, she's registering like uh, 11 billion new yep. young voters, right? Because she knew Trump was trouble the minute he walked in, right? And that's sort of the goats. Yeah. I love how the right wing is losing their collective shizzle that she has gotten political and is registering young people. Right? <laughs> it's just they didn't see and, her documentary about her, so yes. they would have known already. Yeah, yeah, but uh, good for her. According to Polestar, the industry magazine covering the performing arts, uh, each concert generates 13 million in revenue, which would bring the tour total to 1.9 billion dollars. Yep. Yikes! Hey, you know, according to Polestar, I guess it was the best new tour and the best lead performer in a tour one year, a few years back. Stephanie Miller and Sexy Liberal. Yay for Polestar! They have exquisite taste. Oh, just we made slightly <laughs> less than 1.9 billion. However, <laughs> 2024, I can tell, is going to be a gangbusters year. Get your tickets for the first one out of the shoot January 20th in uh, San Francisco. Uh, and we got many more announcements to come, but uh, Chicago for the DNC in August is almost sold out, so hurry and get those tickets as well. Oh, look at He knows Clyde. you're leaving town. He's I feel upset Clyde, am I boring you? Your eyes are suddenly at half-mast. Okay. All right, let's... let's the drummer in his head is slowing down. <laughs> Michael and... <laughs> it's just someone literally falling asleep while you're talking is a little <laughs> disconcerting for a talk show host. Hello, Michael in Oakland. Hi, you know, when you were talking about college football a little while ago, there's only two words that matter in that sport. Right that's, on. That's what? So... Oh, fight on. Fight on. So anyway. Yeah, but we suck Yes, fight on. Apparently. I don't. For all that tea. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. You know. Our our men fight on, but then apparently lose this year, (laughs) based on my experience. But okay, go ahead. Uh, When you hear people saying, oh, Trump is just joking when he says he'll be a dictator. I mean, let's be clear. That's basically grooming behavior. That's that's how the abuse starts. It starts with jokes. How far can I go with this? What can I get away with? And they keep pushing. It gets a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. The mere fact. The mere fact. And and by the way, in in families where there is abuse like this, I mean I deal with this professionally, right? In families where there is abuse like this, there are factions. One side takes the side of the abuser and says it's okay. There, the other side doesn't get it. The other yeah. side's lying. This is this isn't real. Okay. Yeah. The mere fact that Hannity looks at the guy and says, "You're not really going to abuse your power, are you?" When in history has that even had to be asked of someone? Right. Okay. Right. And and it's as if he's he's teeing him up to say, "Of course not." And he and he says, "No, you know, oh, only a little, only a little." Well, that's how it starts. 
Th- yeah. There is no way in which that that is, you know, maybe it sounds like a joke, but that is, people are, you know, particularly on the right, they either intentionally want to be groomed in this way, or they're just allowing it to happen, but that's what's happening. Yeah, 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 point taken. Um, By the way, uh, Tony, you made this point just about real issues people are going to be voting on. Um, scores of independent reproductive health centers have been forced to close or stop or offering abortion care with 14 states now having no abortion clinics. It's crazy to me. I mean, you know, so that's part of this is, you know, how many states over do you want a woman to have to go before it's okay? And then are you going to have a law where you arrest her for trying to leave the state? Yeah. Okay. All right. I was just, I wasn't asking like they would stop you because you look so young. Yeah, that's true. I clearly look childbearing. Don't I, Sean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, Jim. Jim in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I'd get the go ahead, Ole. Go ahead, Grandma. <laughs> All right. Are you going? What are you going across the state lines to buy cheaper prunes, Grandma? Keep going. Hi, Jim in Seattle. Hi. Jim. Jim. Going once, going twice. Uh, d- uh Brian in Wisconsin. Hello, Brian. Yes. Hi. Uh... Stephanie, how are you doing? Good, go ahead. And I can say I'm very happy that um, that uh, Taylor Swift is doing what she's doing to get out the young vote, but I am even happier that her Bulls, Kansas City Chiefs, lost to our Green Bay Packers on Sunday night. But... Anyway, everybody's making everything about football these days. What is going on? Casey keeps losing. Anyway, (laughs) on a more serious note, I think it's important that people remember what today is, December 7th. Ah, Remember, 82 years ago today, the Japanese attacked Pearl Harbor and brought us in the World War II and into the fight to defeat what the Republicans now want to bring to the United States. Yes, Republicans will wait till Putin bombs Pearl Harbor or invades Poland, and then they may feel like it's a, you know, compelling national interest. Right. That was a horrible, dark joke, and I apologize. Okay, Michael (laughs) Michael in the Bronx. Hello, Mike. Hello, sexy liberal mama. Yes, yes, indeed. According to Polestar. You know, this like they offer more proof of how unethical Republican parties become. Now, I don't know about you, but back when I was growing up, in these debates, everyone that's contending for the nomination takes part in it because you want to win the people's vote, you got to prove yourself. If you act like a moron, people will take note of that. If you like act like a serious person on the side of people, they will take note of that. So it's like, when the hell have you ever seen a person who has skipped all debates and still being up on the top of the polls like he's being given another handout? Another yeah. No, I mean, that's that's exactly like, like we've started the show with Tom Nichols' tweet. We seem to live in a world where reality doesn't matter anymore. You don't need to show up to debates. You don't need to have any facts and figures on your side. You can completely rewrite the history of your own disastrous administration i love uh, at least it was a fox and friends they do one of these voter panels uh and it, it, it featured surprisingly vocal trump critics <laughs> a woman named stephanie 
Uh, she said the one topic that was not brought up was his handling of coronavirus, and I think that's something we really need to talk about. Uh, he shut down this country. That's the first time I've heard they, that. They, <laughs> they hate him, but for the wrong reason, but yeah. okay. He teed up, you know, a socialist vaccination program <laughs> that then led to mandates, which caused people like me and thousands of other teachers to lose their jobs. So I think at the very least, we need to have a conversation, which is part of the reason I'm making a documentary about uh, the shutdowns and really his role in that. Yeah, okay. Vote. That's good, Stephanie. You vote... I don't really care why people are voting against him. I yeah, that's either. it. That's it. Because he was Excellent. too good on COVID. Absolutely, Stephanie. You are a moron. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, a fiscally conservative independent said uh, was what wasn't discussed uh, was this surge of anti-Semitism. Uh, going around this country, going around the world. I need to know that my daughter and my son can wear a Jewish star and walk down the streets of Manhattan and be safe. I need to know college kids on campuses, have you discussed, have a safe environment to learn uh, and study. Well, as we keep saying, Trump and the Republican Party, they are, they're the party of anti-Semitism, yeah. and there's very fine people in Charlottesville, and they're par the party of Islamophobia, yep. right? And, and Muslim bans and injecting Palestinians from the United States. So, uh, they also hate women and blacks and gays as a bonus. So whoever you hate, you have a home. They'll leave the light on for you in the okay, Republican Mike Party. Bodette. Pardon me? Mr. Bodette. Ms. Right. Ms. Bodette. Right. Pardon me. I didn't mean to steal that. I just... <laughs> 46, 46 minutes after the hour. We're all still stupid and deplorable. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Fifty-three minutes after the hour. Oh boy! You know what? I couldn't get to everything with our legal lad Tristan Snell, but a runaway kangaroo has punched a cop in the face in Canada. Hi. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, she slipped her handlers on Friday during a rest stop at uh, Oshawa Zoo. Uh, that's northeast of Toronto. For those of you wondering. Uh, as she was being transported to a zoo in uh, in Quebec, they managed to sneak up behind her and grab her tail. Well, I would punch you too if you grab my tail. At around 3 a.m., especially at 3 a.m., don't grab a lady's tail at 3 a.m. One cop was hit in the, in the face during the uh, detention. See if the kangaroo would have just complied. The kangaroo gave up and surrendered peacefully to police officers. Oh, there was a happy ending. Well, you know what? Because it was Canadian right. kangaroos. Probably like, oh, sorry. I don't know what that was about. I didn't mean for that to hit you in the face. Sorry. I'll be over here on the Chesterfield. Just resting. Okay. Marianne in Alabama. Hello, Marianne. Hello. Hi. Go ahead. My, oh, okay. Well, every time somebody gets off on abortion, I get so angry because I do not understand why do we have so many women out there getting pregnant? Is women in America not smart enough to take birth control? Come on now. Is this a parody call or are you for real? I am for real. I'm I'm a real person. Okay. I've had three children. I've took birth control in between them. It doesn't Come always on. work. It doesn't always work. A friend of mine used a condom and was on well, birth control. Okay. Okay. You give those exceptions every now and then. We would not have near the birth control. And they're going to so ban birth control doesn't you know, work. Abortion. A woman shouldn't have a right to... I, I used it. 
So did I. So what? Yeah. I'm probably I'm probably underqualified for a conversation about birth control First as a off, lesbian, but I A lot of women can't take like right. hormonal birth control. It can be dangerous. So then right. you have to rely on other types yes, of birth control. That don't always work. That don't always work. So, so you lose your your bodily autonomy if your birth control doesn't work, then you suddenly are not you don't get to control your own body after that. And uh, uh. like I said, a friend of mine got pregnant. They used a condom and she was on yeah. hormonal birth control, got pregnant. She said, well, I guess I have to have this child because he got through all of that. Yes. <laughs> got through all the defenses. Yeah. <laughs> and he's lovely. Wow, he's I think she now. just stumbled across our show and felt the need yeah. to call in. Sean, there's, she was, I don't know and what she was doing in Alabama. Control next. That's coming up. Yeah. They yeah. Are. So what happens then, Marie in Alabama? What is going on? I just like to listen to both sides. I stumbled across your show. Why don't these whores take birth control? Wow. And now people are going to say, I'm right. I'm stereotyping Southern women. Well, I'm, I'm calling from Alabama. I also want to know why these whores don't shut their legs. Why don't they use an aspirin between their knees? Whores? Now you sound like... What's his face? No, that was my Ali Alexander. Yeah, that's it, Alexander. <laughs> Imitation. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't. Well, you know. Again, I feel uh, underqualified as a lesbian. But yeah, why don't you whores take birth control? What's wrong with you? Stupid trollops. Sperm, walking sperm receptacles. Penis <laughs> worshippers. You stupid breeders. <laughs> Oh, that just made you You know, happy. I could have made that go longer. I could have taken that tag with her. But you know, as a lesbian, you are correct. What is wrong with these walking sperm receptacle whores? <laughs> okay, I apologize. Um, so I just, maybe we should do one more story about the rise of fascism. Just before we... There's been a deluge of reporting in recent weeks detailing how Trump plans to end the rule of law if he's elected to office. Uh, but according to uh, Salon's story, the media is learning about Trump's plan to dismantle democracy straight from him. Much of this information comes straight from Trump's mouth on the campaign trail, where he directly channels Mussolini and Hitler by promising to root out the vermin who vote against him while also valorizing the insurrectionists of January 6th. Thank you. He's telling you. Is it Maya Angelou? I never know who I'm stealing from. When someone shows you who That's they are, Angelou. believe them. He's telling us exactly why. Why This is what they're all the authoritarian scholars say is how this happened in the past is people didn't take them seriously. Right. They're like, oh, they're just kidding or oh, they're just blowhards or they're threatening. Take him seriously. Even you walking sperm receptacles, straight whores. <laughs> Oh, I, way too much fun you know, I enjoy me. I do. I don't care if anyone else does. <laughs> I will see you tomorrow with Michael Steele, Frangela, John Fugelsang, and Glenn Kirshner, Glenn Kirshner on the big shoe tomorrow.